The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of the Punt and Pass podcast, Aaron, is once again brought to you by Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. I told you about it last week. I had some this weekend, probably a little bit too much, but Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey is the best whiskey on the market right now, and we're going to tell you about it all August because you need it. You absolutely need it for your fall tailgates this upcoming season. Football is right around the corner, and Uncle Nearest, get this, they've won gold medals at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the Los Angeles International Spirits Competition, and gold at the New York International Spirits Competition. That's pretty good in my book. Cigar and Spirits gave them a 95 rating, And they were named one of the top five whiskeys of 2017. That is Uncle Nearest. Go to www.unclenearest.com. Type in your zip code. It will tell you where you can drink it, where you can buy it, and hit them up on social media, at Uncle Nearest on Twitter and Instagram. And Aaron, you're at AaronMarie11. I'm at DrewButler13. And this is at Punt and Pass. What a big week across college football. We're live. I'm looking at you right now. It's great to see you. This usually doesn't happen. We're in Atlanta. We're recording in person, and there's plenty to talk about across college football. Yeah, it's exciting time. Camp started for all these teams, and whether you want to talk about, obviously we'll dive into what we continue to see in the development going on at Ohio State. And then uh, the big news, Jalen at Alabama right now. (laughs) Yes. All that excitement going on, and it kind of surprising that Nick does not kind of have a cap on that. Just I'm surprised any news gets out of Alabama. Usually they pretty do a good job of uh, prepping their guys, making sure they know what to say, what not to say, or just don't let them have an opportunity to speak to the media at all. And the fact that Jalen came out, and I'm not saying what he said is awful, yeah, but just they don't want Alabama doesn't need to be in the headlines. They don't want to be in the headlines for anything other than being the number one team in the nation, uh, according to all the polls going forward into the season. So a lot of talk about, a lot of excitement, a lot of battles going on around the country. And and I think right now everyone's feeling good and excited for the season to get going in a few weeks. Yeah, college camps are in full swing. I mean, the season, you can, you can taste it. You can feel it. Aaron, I just saw your schedule. you got a busy one coming up this fall, calling a bunch of games on CBS Sports Network, and I do 
certainly want your thoughts on the Jalen Hurts controversy, I guess you could call it. Uh, him to a Tagovailoa obviously are in a competition to see who will be Alabama's starting quarterback, and Nick Saban does not like any of that getting out into the public. I will ask you about that in a little bit, but last week when we dropped our latest podcast, the Urban Meyer story had just broke. He was just placed on paid administrative leave. We had not yet heard from him or the university when we recorded the podcast, but Friday at about 4.45 p.m. Eastern time, the classic Friday news dump, Urban Meyer releases a statement, and he kind of puts his hands up and says, hey, wasn't exactly me. I always did what I was told to do. He pretty much threw athletic director Gene Smith under the bus and said, if I ever heard about anything, I reported it to a higher up, which was obviously contractually obligated to do. Um, and it's it's getting nasty. The investigation, Ohio State's just started their own internal investigation Uh, It's consisted of three board members from Ohio State and three outside council members. They want to wrap this up within two weeks. They've got 14 days to figure out what exactly happened. Did Shelly Meyer know and not tell anybody? Did Shelly Meyer know and tell Urban and he didn't tell anybody? We've got some interesting statistics and, and news bits to look at here that Brett McMurphy has continued to break. But Urban Meyer just saying, not my fault. Hey, I lied to the media but I didn't lie to the higher ups, which is why I did. Yeah, there's not a do. lot of ex- I mean, they they had a pep rally extra yesterday. I think over 100 fans, students came out oh in support God. of Urban Meyer, chanting "Urban Meyer is our coach." And <laughs> this, listen, this is the the news and the media, and this is the black cloud we've discussed in the past that you don't want surrounding your university, yeah. and your football program. And in my mind, is this isn't going away? If you keep Urban Meyer as your head coach, one one if you get rid of him. This is still going to be discussed week in and week out, not to the extreme if he stays, but I think it will still be discussed if they have a bad game or a close game or always because the players don't have their head coaches or the players still thinking about what happened in preseason. And then if you keep them, it's going to be the number one question every single week going forward. It's going to be the number one question when he goes to recruit kids in their homes. So in my mind, if you want the lesser of two evils, you need to just cut ties and move on. So I yeah. think this 14 days is not really to decide, should we keep them, should we not keep them, but more of the legal ramifications of what do we need to do to legally cut ties, to uh, make sure everything is is checked off uh, going forward because I don't think you can do it. I, I, I just, like I said, I don't think with this negativity that you can keep him as a head football coach. And actually interesting, I saw this morning, uh, Vegas odds actually yeah. have him staying. Yep. There's better chances for him staying according to Vegas, which uh, it, I, I don't agree with. That's, that's my opinion. I'm sure everyone has their opinion. But for me, I think for the betterment of the program, the betterment of these kids, uh, and the development of, of continuing to bring in top talent year in and year out, I think you got to cut ties. I think so, too. And, and his statement tells me one thing, Aaron. He's putting his foot in the ground and saying, I'm not going anywhere. I did what I needed to do. I didn't know about I did not know about it and and tell who I was supposed to tell he's saying he did everything that he was supposed to do this goes back to what he we did at Florida too saying oh I I helped Aaron Hernandez I would bring him over for Bible study and I did everything it you didn't do enough obviously then at Florida with all the arrests I mean they had over 30 arrests when he was at Florida obviously you didn't do you in your mind you think you are but you're you're really not you're not putting a you're 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 the players first 
your coaching staff first, the university at first. His goal and the problem with a lot of coaches in college football is it's just win, win, win. Yeah. I don't care. Sacrifice education, sacrifice doing the right thing, sacrifice developing these young men to go out there and live great lives, whether it's in football, whether it's in business, whether it's as a father, whatever it may be. Sometimes some coaches put that on the hold and it's all about win loss column. And that's all that matters. And I believe, still believe the greatest coaches are the ones that, that teach the life lessons that teach these kids uh, how to prepare themselves for after football, because you and I know one, if you make it into the NFL, it's a short career. Yeah. And, and even if you play 14 years, you're still going to be in your late thirties and have a lot of life to live. And the majority of them don't even, even make it into the NFL. So you have to get ready to go for the life after football. And if your coach is not proactive when it comes to dealing with uh, these type of incidences, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And, and these kids aren't going to be well equipped uh, for the rest of their life, which is my biggest concern. Like you said, the biggest concern is, is obviously this specific incident is, is disgusting, but the track record and the history of urban Meyer and what has gone on with his players at the respective schools that he's been a part of, it does not look good. You have to be kidding me. If you can tell me that this independent investigative council can definitively say that Urban Meyer did what he was supposed to do or that he didn't know. Now, let's look at two things right here, okay? When Zach Smith and Courtney Smith had just gotten married in 2009, right, and that incident happened where she called the cops and said that he threw her on the ground while she was pregnant— Shelly and Urban Meyer had marriage counseling with those two. Why would they do that? Obviously, I think Urban knew, okay? And again, legally, I, I'm not 100% sure, and I don't know how lawyers will be able to spin it. I know that's their job, but the most interesting aspect, Aaron, is this, okay? The other incident was in 2015, and Zach Smith's base salary history had been getting steady increases every single season. In 2014, he got a 10% raise. In 2015, he got a 29% raise. In 2016, after 2015, he only got a 3% raise. And on these public documents, it said that he needed to work on personal matters, right? They knew they what knew. was going on. Everyone knew. Absolutely. Everybody knew. And then look, in 2017, he gets a 32% raise. And then in 18, he gets a 13% raise. So the outlier is literally right there. Ohio State is saying, we, we know that one of our coaches abuses his wife domestically. We even wrote it. So we're just going to give him a big raise. It's manager. okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, we're about winning football games, not about keeping people safe, and which is the bigger issue. So it's I think it's Urban disgusting. Meyer's not coaching this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't... He I may not coach for a couple years. I know. And no TV, no radio. No. I mean, he needs to uh, take a little hiatus and kind of reevaluate. Because, I, listen, I think the biggest thing, and 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 for me it goes back, obviously the, the biggest issue is the, the domestic violence. I mean, that's, sure. that's number one. But beneath that, way beneath that, is development of young kids, 17, 18-year-old yes. kids. I don't see how you can go into an – if he went into my – you know, first off, when Urban recruited me, him and my mom would always, you know, they would get into little fighting battles. I mean, they would get into arguments. I yeah. mean, they're both very passionate people. Uh, my mom didn't always agree with him. But if he walked into my house today, and I was a 17-year-old kid, and he looked at my mom and said, hey, I'm going to develop your kid to be the best human being possible, my mom's going to be like, uh, I got a laundry list of questions about yeah, that absolutely. one. Back going from your time at Florida to now, obviously, this incident at Ohio State, 
And that's not going to go away. So going forward, I don't know what university is really going to want Urban Myers as head coach because he's going to be questioned every stop he goes on the recruiting trail, in games, out of games, in the media. So it's it's going to be tough sledding for him for the next couple of years. I had a tweet last week kind of in light of the entire Urban Meyer situation at Ohio State, and, and it wasn't it was kind of a second thought tweet to me. I said, I said it a million times. I'll say it again. The single best thing about Coach Rick was that the guy you saw on TV talking to the media and on game days was the exact same person he was every single day, and I am. I'm extra thankful for that, Aaron, because, look, we may not have won an SEC championship or we may not have won a national championship, but we sure as hell did not have some of these issues that are going on, especially historically like Urban Meyer has. So, again, I'll just say it right now. I think within the next 10 days or so, he will not be the coach at Ohio State anymore. And uh, there's too much, way too much information that even we can see that would show that he was didn't do the things that he needed to do. All right, a little bit more regional news here. The Jalen Hurts comments, Aaron, uh, about the Alabama QB competition, right? They were at Fan Day. I think they took their team picture. They're wearing their jerseys inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. And Jalen Hurts, a man of very few words, has a lot of cameras and microphones in front of him. And, and buddy, he took it right off of his chest, saying that, the coaches never sat him down and talked to him about what to expect heading in to this quarterback competition. He was saying that the narrative has already been created on what to expect come the first week for Alabama football, and it really went viral. It did. I, th- I watched the video like 10 times, Aaron, and at the end, he says it's like putting – the stove on you got to put the pot on the stove and then the food and then i i was sitting there looking at him my my question does he he think he's gonna get sympathy from anyone no it's football it's nobody owes you anything go go win the job in in practice that's my thing i think i think greg mcelroy came out and said hey nick saban made it very clear that he wanted these guys to take care of this competition with their play on the field third day of camp baron jalen hurts spouts off out the mouth like he's he, like, he's earned the right to have Nick Saban sit him down and say, hey, look, now here's the deal, okay? We're going to go two reps with you, two reps with two. No, that's not how football works. Regardless if Jalen took them to a national championship his freshman year, regardless if he brought them back to one his sophomore year, Aaron, this is football. You're a quarterback. As a leader of the team, why would you put your entire football team and your head coach in a situation like that? He he thinks he's gonna get some sympathy. I mean, go win the battle and and go win it in practice. I think he's feeling nervous. I mean, he's looking at this like I'm not gonna be. This is gonna be the yeah. first time in, in a few years, two years that he's not gonna be the starting quarterback day one in Alabama. I think it's now crystal clear to him. I think he realizes, it, you know, maybe in spring because Tua was hurt, he was getting more reps. But now day one of camp, he's like I'm gonna. I am legitimately. I am number two. Yeah, it is. It, he it, sees it, it every day. I think now he finally sees it. Like I said he didn't see it in spring. Now he sees it in fall camp with Tua being healthy. He's the number two guy, and that's what it's going to be like. And yep. and he, and I don't think he's going to be better in practice. I mean, Jalen's a guy who is not a practice player because he's not a good thrower. Yeah, he can't throw the ball, and he, and he can't get, <laughs> and he can't get told. So in practice, you know, his his big thing is his ability to make plays with his feet in yeah, the roll pocket, out to the right, every single roll play. to the right, get a ten yards with your legs, but. In practice, you really can't see that because it's seven on seven or even eleven eleven. It's it's pretty much you tag the quarterback and he's down. You don't really get to see did he break the tackle, did he not break the tackle. So he this is not his environment. No. His environment is a football game, pickup game, 
making plays, being that Johnny Menzel S type player. So it, it's over with, in my opinion. I mean, oh, he's there's not no there's no going to be the starter day one, and now he's just trying to. I don't know. I guess he's trying to get some sympathy from the fans, from the media, like, oh, poor me. But listen, I, I don't feel sorry for you, buddy. Go no. out there, figure out what you need to improve. That's why you still got three or four weeks before that first game and, and see what you can do. And, and you're going to get a chance to play in some of these games. Obviously, with the new redshirt rule, you have four games to play in. There's going to be most likely some packages for him to get in the football game. Go ball out. When you get an opportunity, don't sulk. Don't be a little Debbie Downer. Go have some fun. Absolutely. Play football. You're playing for the number one team in the country. You won a national championship last year. You're a, br- you're a big reason why they're in that game. Go out there and have some fun. And then after the season, you can reevaluate. If you don't like the situation, you'll be able to graduate, move on, and maybe play two years, depending on if you play four or five games this year going forward. Everybody knows that he's graduating in December, that he will not be at Alabama next year, regardless of what happens. But again, here's his quote, Aaron. No one came up to me the whole spring, coaches included. No one asked me how I felt. No one asked me what was on my mind. Now, when we're trying to handle the situation, for me, it's kind of late. It's too late. The narrative has already been created. And um, like you said, nobody did. You know, you you know why they're not talking to you? Because they're, they're focused on... The new batch of kids. That's what it is. You're, it's always on to the next. Who's the next recruit? Who's the next quarterback? They're trying to bring another five-star kid in there to compete with you, to beat you out, to take your position and continue the program. So, listen, I never talked to Bobo and Rick in the offseason. No. In spring, maybe a little bit. But, I mean, they're out relaxing or they're recruiting, hanging with their family, getting ready for the season. I mean, that's kind of our time away from the coaches to do our thing. So, Listen, and I still don't even believe they didn't dive into a little bit. I mean, everyone always has the exit meetings of, hey, this is what you need to improve on the offseason. I'm sure his coach are like, hey, you saw what two can do with your arm. You need to get better throwing the football, plain and simple. If you want to be the yeah. quarterback, Georgia exposed you last year. They showed the if you want to beat Jalen, you got to you do this. You stack the box. You don't let him run. Make him beat you with his arm. You're, you're exposed. dude. If you want to get better, figure out a way to throw a football. Do you think Saban, the master manipulator, was counting on Jalen to transfer after the national championship game? No, I don't think he wanted him to. You either. don't think so? No. Okay. He's well. still he's a heck of an athlete. He went twenty six and two or twenty seven and two. For yeah, you. but wasn't it obvious? We were both there after the national championship game that Jalen was not going to start for Alabama in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but injuries happen. I mean, look at all around the country. I mean, what happened? Ole Miss. Look what happened. You know, Patterson goes down. Yeah. Georgia. Quarterback goes down. Well, let me you, ask you, you this: you, you never know. You need to have a good number two. He's the best backup quarterback in the country. Yeah. I mean, stats oh, wise, record wise, yeah, absolutely if, if, by far. If Tua goes down, he's the best guy. I'd rather have him at number two right now. Yeah. So I if, mean, if Saban, he's a proven guy. If Saban didn't talk to him all spring, you think he talked to him after that interview got oh, public? Oh, and you, viral? you had a little text message from the secretary saying, "Hey, Nick Saban needs to see you." Uh, you know, an hour before practice, me in his office. I'm going to play this off my phone. I hope it comes through well. This, when he goes off about the stove and the food and the pots, this for me is a firm number one, top quotable quote in 2018 college football all the way through the national championship game. Find me a better one than this because he starts rambling and then he starts like licking his lips, Aaron, saying the food is done. I'm convinced he was just hungry and forgot what he was talking about. Listen to this. He says it's kind of like a stove, right? And looks right at the camera. This is great. 
positive. It's like kind of like a stove. You know, you, after that game, the, the, stove, the, the stove got turned on. He got turned up. And it's now, it's like, okay, now we put the pot on the stove. Now we put the food on the stove. Now the, now, now the food's cooking, right? And then you know, come the season, when it officially starts, the food will be done. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't means. know what that I, I, really... I, I just think it's so funny. You know, you put the pot on the stove. But then you, you put the food on the stove too. But here's my is question: it, Is it a controversy? I mean, I don't know. You man. can't put it food hungry, directly though. on a stove. You need a pot to put the food in, and then you put the pot on the stove. So I was trying to break it down on my Twitter. Right? As, as you were drinking our special uh, whiskey, yeah, I mean, Uncle Nearest just, whiskey, Uncle Nearest Absolutely. whiskey. You're trying to figure this out, <laughs> and you're just dumbfounded. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting starving, and people are like, "Chill, Drew." Like he's just talking about. And I said, "No, no, no. We need to break this down, right?" I think what he was saying. Is that you have to you have to put the pot on the stove to get the food cooking right? Yes. But then you put the food in the pot. So I don't know if Jalen is the pot right, and that Tua needs him to start cooking. I don't know or, or what maybe he meant. the the QB battles brewing. That's more that, like, that could that, be it. I think that's more it. But what's he the cooking? Is it like a stew? Because you, if you have a I pot, you're going like some, stew or uh, soup. Yeah, I think he's boiling some, you know, some Maybe veggies. boiled peanuts. Boiled peanuts. Boiled peanuts are great. There you go. You he's definitely boiling do. some peanuts. Get in the pot. Get, it's getting hot and heated. I've got to ask Juicy. him about this. I need to say, Jalen, what were you talking you think, about? You think Saban will let Jalen come on the pun pass? <laughs> uh, maybe after <laughs> week three when Jalen quits football. Yeah, yes, maybe so. We could get him on. To the punt and pass podcast. But yeah, you mentioned Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. And that obviously is who our presenting sponsor is. And I told you this last week. Uncle Nearest is named after Nearest Green. And Nearest Green is the best whiskey maker the world never knew until now. Get this. He's the first African-American master distiller on record. And he is believed to have perfected the Lincoln County process, which is what distinguishes Tennessee whiskey from bourbon. So Nearest Green, the original, the OG. And you know what I had this weekend? Uncle Nearest on iced. It's a very, very good sipping whiskey. I put it in a styrofoam cup because I was feeling myself. A couple ice cubes, chilled out, and watched some golf. Going to have a lot more fun doing that this weekend. PGA Championship coming up. You got your pick, Murray. Who are you picking to win the PGA Championship? A little curveball for you. Ooh, a little curveball. Ah, you're the golf man. I listen. I had the best run of my life this past weekend. Broke 90. Where'd First you play, time. Augusta? No, I did not play Augusta. I okay. wish I, I, I'm not ready. I went out today before the podcast. I'm feeling good. Yeah. You know, just go hit go hit the ball in the range a little bit. Just keep keep the momentum going in the right direction. And I, I literally couldn't hit the, I couldn't hit the golf ball. I couldn't make contact. <laughs> I was hitting off the toe. People were staring. Were you drinking or no? No, I was sober <laughs> as could be. That's not good. I'm like, I am just real. I, I was, I almost broke a club over my leg. I was like, this is the most frustrating game I've ever played in my life. So uh, I need some lessons from you first. Okay. But we can listen, set that I'm up. I want to keep my tiger, you know, tiger train going. He's going to win one eventually. Okay. So you're going to win tiger. one eventually. I'm picking Ben on Ben on is your value play for the PGA championship this weekend. All right. Last storyline here, Aaron. We're going to wrap this thing up. How about what's happening at North Carolina with the Tar Heels? North Carolina sees 13 players get suspended for selling their own school-issued limited edition Tar Heel Jordans. Now, the school self-reported the secondary violation per NCAA rules, but look, they've got 13 players going to miss games, and some of these guys were at the same position. So UNC had to ask the NCAA, 
hey, can we stagger these suspensions so guys are suspended weeks one and four, two and three? I mean, it is a mess, but I think what most importantly it does is bring out the hypocrisy of the NCAA because here's my thought process, okay? You're a football player on the University of North Carolina Tar Heel football team, right? You are a Jordan-branded school, so I guess that has some clout, some street cred. You're going to get some sweet swag, some gear, all right? Well, hey, if, if the equipment staff gives me the shoes and writes my number on the bottom of them, whose shoes are they now? They're, they're mine, right? I, I earned those shoes. I worked hard for those shoes, and if I want to sell those shoes, I believe that I should be able to sell what's mine because that's called capitalism, and that's called... Simply selling that's, what that's you own. That's against the rules, Drew. What? That's against the rules. What if you I sold socks? What if I sold some sweet Jordan it's socks just like, that it's I just already like, wore? It doesn't matter. It's it's just like you you say you get your jersey after your freshman year, and you go and sell it. It's we the might same. know somebody who did that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> kind of messed up. The <laughs> and he first, lost four games he too. Kind of messed up the first four games of my freshman year. Yeah, he did. Son. It's the same thing. I don't care if it's shoes. I don't care if it's socks. I don't care if it's a jock strap. It is yours, and you can't make money off your name or anything else that is is anything to do with the university you represent. A plain and simple. So you're on the NCAA it, side here. I'm not. I'm just saying that's what the rules are. No, you are. I am dude. not on the. You NCAA. are the enemy now. You work for CBS Sports. You sit up in your Listen, ivory tower on not, Saturdays and I'm tell people saying, how bad they're playing. Until, until the rules change, which I'm in favor of players. Oh, I, I, there's going to be a difficulty in figuring out the way players get paid because they have to worry about. Different universities, and obviously you have to throw into the genders. You know how, who gets paid what. So until that gets solved, the rules are the rules are the rules. Yeah, and that's plain and simple. Don't sell your stuff because you're going to get in trouble. So I mean, it, it goes all on these kids. It's not the NCAA's fault that these kids uh, disobeyed the rules. I do think this is a bigger issue that I don't think it is ever going to get solved because there's way too much that goes into this. So. Shame on those kids. I think Shame the, on them. I think the NCAA is You're getting free punishing James, them. Man. I You're think they're punishing them for being stupid and selling them on eBay because that's just pure stupidity. Yes. Sell them at a Walmart but, parking lot with your boy that, that hits you up off Twitter. You know what I mean? If you take a take a, a, a lesson from me, all right. If you want to, if you want to make a little cash, what are the, on the nicest side, shoes we ever got? I never got any Jays. Uh, just we, plain Nike trainers. Dude, we had the sock rule at UGA. If you wanted a new pair of socks, you had to bring in your old ones just to get some yes. new ones. One in, one out policy on the I socks. I must say though, hey, I, I don't know if you, I don't think you're a big fan of the the Jordan logo at no, University of Florida. No, I'm not. I think it looks sweet. Do you? I do. <laughs> I think it looks awesome. I don't. Think I am so. a fan. I, I like it. My boy C Rob sends me pictures down there at Florida, and I'm like, you would like that. Like you, Aaron Murray would I come like, on here and say he likes it. We'll, we'll see him rocking some orange and blue later on no, this no, fall. No, 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 not no, that no, far. No, no, no. All just right, only, only our new pun pass merchandise. That's hey, all I'm rocking I do all like fall. That. Yes, sir. We just all day. I'm looking at your beautiful hat right now. It looks good. Can, it, it? can everyone believe that Drew showed up in person? It's called a demo hat. In person to our podcast. We're at 680, like he said, shows up with the hat on. And doesn't bring his co-host a hat. I don't have not one a shirt, for you. I've only got a, one. And you, then don't you Look wear one. Don't you go showing off and rubbing it in my face without bringing me one. I have to. Again, we did just drop a sweet collaboration with Imperial Hats. Go to www.imperialsports.com. Click on shop. Go to collaborations. And it's all over our social media as well. At Punt and Pass. At Aaron Murray 11. At Drew Butler 13. They are top quality. Awesome designs. And just in time for football season. So go Check those out. Aaron, I know you got to get out of here pretty soon, but 
I've been seeing one thing, and it's a media-fabricated story, okay, on ESPN. It's on SEC Network. It's going to be on CBS this fall, and it's media-fabricated. I'm here to tell you that right now. Everybody's telling me there's a legitimate quarterback competition at Georgia with Justin Fields, the five-star quarterback, coming in early in January, and Jake Fromm, a returning freshman from just a year ago who led Georgia to an SEC championship and a national championship game appearance. Let me just tell you right now, there is no competition because Jake Fromm is the starter, and yes, Justin Fields will play. They will have packages for him. It'll be very similar, and I know this is cliche to say, but like when David Green and DJ Shockley were there, Justin will play a couple series a game. Maybe that's a little bit uh, higher of an estimation for me. But tell me, Aaron, there's no quarterback competition at Georgia, is there? I keep seeing it. It's driving no, me crazy. No, there's none. And, and it's actually funny that you bring up Greeny and Shock because I was at uh, a little event this past weekend that Cinchcombs put on, and all the, a bunch of the former quarterbacks were there. Greeny was there. Shockley was there. Zyre was there, myself. And they had some little 15-year-old kid come up there and start asking questions. And his first question was, obviously, everyone wants to know, is there going to be any quarterback issues going on in camp and start the season? So, they actually brought Greeny and Shock up to answer the question, talk about their time. And and then, then Zyre and I went up on stage and we both talked about it as well. And, and I think we all agree there's more to playing the quarterback position than going out there and, and being a superior athlete. It, it's a mental, very mental position compared to the other. The ability to to check plays, to put your team in the right position, the, the ability to lead, to have confidence in yourself, that your players have confidence in you. And I think Jake Fromm checks off every box you can want. He's a great leader. He's a smart kid. He works hard. He's mastered the offense. He knows when the check, run the run, run the pass, pass the run, whatever it may be. Full playbook is is in his grasp. And I think the team, when he walks on the field, that team knows, hey, we got a, a hell of a quarterback. Yeah. We have a leader. We trust this guy going forward. And when you can instill that confidence in your teammates, then they start to play better too. I'm not saying Fields is, in, is not all of those categories or doesn't have the ability to, to check off all those boxes. I'm just saying Fromm is proven right now that he can do that and he can be a leader. And that's why I don't think there's going to be any issues going forward. But I do wonder if Fields' package is going to get bigger and bigger the more he can prove that he can handle the yeah, offense, prove it. the more he plays well in games. If he goes out there first week, has a 10-play package, third down, red zone, whatever it may be, and just dominates, just dominates. Say so he's, yeah, you know, every time we're real. inside the 10 yard line, you're going to get the ball and Absolutely. he gets two or three touchdowns. And then Situation you're like, whoa, let's see if he can, we can add another package next yeah, week. No doubt. Maybe now we'll get him third and three to six. We'll put him in there. Boom. He excels. So that package can get bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's when you're going to be uh, a little worried if you're from, I don't even say word. I think he's, he's, yeah. he's an unselfish player. No question. He wants to win. But he does want to throw touchdowns, though. I can guarantee you that. There's no question about that. You said the best thing, though, Aaron. Again, people, don't worry about the quarterback situation at Georgia. You said what matters most, though. From equals leader. He brings leadership. And that's what Georgia's going to miss the most in 2018. They're going to miss Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle, the two, the top rushing duo in NCAA history. They're going to miss Isaiah Wynn, who was an absolute road grader on the offensive line, first-round pick. And most importantly, Aaron, they're going to miss Roquan Smith, a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And I'll give you a hot take right now, Murray. You ready? On the way out. Georgia will lose a game this year because they don't have Roquan Smith on the field. A play will happen, and everybody will look back and say, last year Roquan would have stopped that play. But you're talking about not only phenomenal talents, but top leaders in that locker room are no longer there anymore. And I have yet to see 
throughout fall camp who is going to step up. So I think Kirby's reiterated it. I know all Georgia fans are worried about it as well. They need to find that leadership because that's what's going to. Well, they do have some most. leaders. I mean, they do. I mean, they got uh, Ledbetter back there. I think he's been a guy that can step up for sure. Um, you know, DeAndre Baker. He's a quiet kid. But his play on the field, his play no and his work ethic can get guys going. You always don't need a raw, raw guy. Yeah. Baker's a kid who goes out there. He does his job day in and day out. And guys see that. They see, damn, this kid is a shutdown corner. How's he doing that? Takes because he goes away. out there and just balls out. He works his butt off in practice. So that that's another way to be a leader. Uh, and then Natrez Patrick, a guy who's very talented, has had some off field issues. He's a guy who needs to step up and be that vocal leader at the linebacker position. So there are guys who can do it. Obviously, I don't think one is as talented as Roquan is, but I think as a whole, I think those guys can get better, and this is the time to do it these next three weeks. You're totally right. This is the time to do it, just like it's the time to tune in to punt and pass to get dialed up for the college football season. And we also just want to remind you again about Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. Go to www.facebook.com backslash Uncle Nearest at Uncle Nearest on Instagram and Twitter, and go to www.unclenearest.com. Type in your zip code to find where to buy or sip on Uncle Nearest. Join us. Take pictures of it. Tag at Uncle Nearest. Tag at Punt and Pass. Tag Aaron and I. And always check back in next week for another fresh podcast. We will be bringing it to you, keeping you up to date all across college football. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. See you.